0: Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. I want to tell you a a funny little story about something that happened to me yesterday here in Puerto Rico. And I was recently telling you that, you know, here in Puerto Rico, there's just always some kind of quirky little thing that's going to happen, and you never see it coming. It's It's just one of the odd things about the culture here on this island, there's always something just bizarre or or, or just funny or just weird or quirky that is just going to just appear no matter what you try to do. And that's why you can only plan what you're going to do here loosely. You just kind of have to wing it because businesses kind of do what they want to. They kind of open and close when they want to. Um, It's it's an interesting... uh, An interesting environment when it comes to trying to, um, I guess, organize an agenda. So, that said, uh, we were out, Lauren and I were out yesterday running a bunch of errands, and we decided to go to the movies, something we haven't done in a, a while. I guess the last time we were at the movies was when we were in Vegas and Star Wars came out, the newest Star Wars. So we decided to go to a movie theater and see the movie Death Wish. Now, that was not playing anywhere near, so we actually had to drive a good distance to a theater that was playing it, and it had it listed, all the showtimes and everything, on the website. And let me also let you know something about the experience of going to a Puerto Rican movie theater. Um, For one thing... The theaters themselves are quite nice. I mean, they are pretty much comparable to what you would expect out of a theater in the States. You know, so people are often surprised by that, how, how nice the overall setting is. Uh, it's also very affordable compared to the States. I mean, two adults can go watch, like, a a movie that's a hit movie that just came out for, like, 13 bucks total. And then they have... At some of these theaters, like Ladies' Day, where if you show up with a woman, she gets in for free. So, uh, and But once you get in the door, um, there are some odd little things. Uh, like, for example, I remember the first time I went to the concession stand at a Puerto Rican movie theater. Um, just to get, you know, like a Coke Zero and some popcorn. I walk up. Now, mind you, whenever I go to a concession stand in the States, I always order small because the sizes of these things in the movie theater in the States are gigantic. So even if you order a small, they're going to give you something huge. It's going to be way bigger than you were expecting. And that's why if you order large, I mean, it's like three people have to carry that stuff in, right? So, I go up and I say, I'll have a small Coke Zero and a small popcorn. Okay, fine. By the way, no butter is not an option here. And so, uh, I kid you not, the girl handed me a cup that was literally the size of one of these little cups that they give kids who order apple juice at McDonald's or whatever, you know, like one of these tiny little, it's its like a shot, it's like a tall shot glass. I felt like Andre the Giant, you know, picking up this thing, it was like a thimble of Coke Zero, and then my popcorn was in a container that was so small, I mean, there may have been two, possibly three handfuls of popcorn in there and that's when i realized wow here in puerto rico when they list the sizes they mean it you know they're serious about these sizes so you 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 don't have a sliding scale there to deal with if you want a a large you better order a large you know or whatever you're thinking of as a large but whatever you do no point getting small unless you are a child so you know funny things like that you, you get used to but anyway we got to the movie theater and I hopped out of the car to go buy the tickets a little bit early, and so I stand in line, get up there, say, "Yeah, I'd like to have two tickets for Death Wish, please." And the lady says, in perfect English, um, "That's not playing today." And and by the way, I'm standing right next to a huge poster that says Death Wish now showing, you know. And I said, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah." Not, not today And I said well uh, why is that And she goes uh, The screen's broken I said the screen's she, Yeah the screen's broken Now there's a guy standing in line Behind me who's overhearing this And he chimes in and he goes You mean the projector's broken She goes no the screen's broken And I said um, Is this going to play <clears throat> Tomorrow and she goes, nope, we don't know when it's going to play again. The screen's broken. At this point, it's like, listen, you fucking idiot, the screen's broken. Don't you get it? And I am sort of speechless at this point. I don't even know what that means. The screen's broken. You can't project this on, on that. What does the screen do? It just sits there, you know, open the curtain. I, I, I don't know what that means. So, but, so I just kind of turn and disbelief, and uh, I walk back to the car, and Lauren goes, oh, "I know that look." <laughs> and I tell her, "We can't watch the movie; the fucking screen's broken." And we're just like, "My God, this is so such a Puerto Rican experience." You know, there's just, just some kind of quirky thing like that. And, and and you know, by the way, folks, I have I have studied strange phenomena. And weird scenarios my whole life, and the concept of going to a theater and being turned away because the screen's broken—that's just never even occurred to me. That's never entered my mind that such a scenario could exist. And uh, it's one of those. To me, it's like one of those silly little thoughts that you just sort of um, save. If 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 I ever do a stand-up comedian routine, you know, that'll be one of those little moments that I'll file away. I don't know if you're like that, but um, there are silly little moments in life that uh, I I just never forget, and I'll give you an example, this just popped into my head, Lauren's going to kill me for telling you this, but it's, uh, this is possibly my favorite, one time she and I were um, in a car, she was driving, so I was in the passenger seat, and we pulled into a gas station. And she pulled up to a gas pump and I told her that the gas tank was on the opposite side of the car. And she said, oh, okay. And so she drove ahead, made a right, did a big circle and pulled right back up to the same spot. And I said, is Charlie Chaplin driving this car? And she realizes what she's done, and she starts laughing. <laughs> Just <laughs> silly moments like that stick with me. But no, uh, no death wish. So we ended up actually going to another movie theater, and we watched Black Panther. So, and I guess it was meant for us to watch that movie because we'd been talking about it. And the only reason we hadn't rushed out to see that is because I, believe it or not, am not a big fan of all these like new Marvel superhero movies. I know that's blasphemy to a lot of people, um, because you know throughout my life I've I've enjoyed superheroes. One of my favorite movies is the Christopher Reeve original Superman the movie. Um, I can appreciate a superhero movie, but I just—I don't know—I'm just not into all these new Marvel movies. It, usually, they seem a little too much like a soap opera or something to me. But Black Panther was a really good movie. And when you go watch a movie here in Puerto Rico, um, they don't change the dialogue, so it's—it's it's not like it's overdubbed. The actors are speaking in English, but they do have Spanish subtitles. And you'd be surprised if that's not uh, really as distracting as you might think, because um, after a few minutes, you just sort of ignore it. There were times in Black Panther, though, where it was a little odd, because they would be speaking in an African language, and uh, that would come up in Spanish subtitles. And if you didn't understand those Spanish subtitles, you're not going to know exactly what's being said. But anyway... Even with, you know, the whole subtitle situation and all that, it was a good movie. I recommend it. Fun to watch, and uh, I, I I can definitely see how that that character is now going to be a, a major player in the pantheon of superhero movies to come. So, let's move on, shall we? I just, you know, I enjoy telling you these kinds of stories about Puerto Rico, because um, you're not here, and I am, and you... Maybe you would like to know these odd little things But moving on uh, You know I told you Recently About the special wands That my friend here in Puerto Rico Santero Longley Had made Well they are now all sold out No more No mas And um, Just last night Our great friend, Mary, who lives near Chicago, she bought The Last Ones. And uh, she is a very, very smart woman. Everybody who knows Mary loves her. And you know what, Mary, I tell you, I, I know you listen to this podcast, so I want you to know something. We have a lot of the same friends in common. And every single time somebody brings up your name in conversation, Instantly, that person smiles and says, Oh, I love Mary. She's so nice. She's such a cool person. She's, you know, and I mean, they just go on and on. Everybody who knows you, Mary, loves you. And so we thank you very much for your continued support for everything that we do. And of course, Mary will be there in Las Vegas for my big event coming up in May finding your magic how to hack reality so uh, i was thinking about you know these wands considering that we've we've now shipped them shipped them all out they're all over the world you know and um, in fact santero longley also wrote a a little ebook it's about 25 30 i think pages long um, about the history of wands and how to use them, and his thoughts on them, which is really cool. Um, at some point, I'll be offering that to you. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do that. If we're going to try to sell it outright, or make it part of a wand purchase in the future, or I'll, I have to talk to him about that. Mary got a copy, um, but he talks, you know, about how that uh, wands used to really just be staffs you know it's like Moses had his staff and uh, a lot of the old ancient mystery schools and secret societies would always have people carrying staffs To to this day the Freemasons use staffs in their meetings that the original sort of wands were big long things But then when the Middle Ages kicked in and there was all this paranoia about witchcraft, um, then it became illegal to have a wand, which is ironic, again, if you consider that you have all these biblical characters who basically carried wands. Going back to Moses, Moses' brother Aaron had Aaron's rod, which was so sacred that it ended up being stored in the Ark of the Covenant. But they would persecute you in the Middle Ages if you had a wand, and so people started shrinking them, and, uh, which is why today we have the length of a wand that we have, which is usually anywhere from like 12 to 16 inches long, because people realized that when they would shrink them, uh, they were still just as effective but that uh, you could hide them more easily, you could smuggle them. And that's how powerful these items are, so powerful that people would actually risk their lives by smuggling them around. So if you don't think wands work, just think about that, that that has happened in history and that has determined the design of the wand. So I want to give you a little bit of extra insight about wands from my end because you know i've written this new book called finding your magic which is a companion to my event in vegas which will debut there at my event in vegas everybody who shows up is going to receive a copy a free copy of this signed by me i'll personalize it we'll take pictures together uh they are only ever going to be 100 printed though Because 100 people get to come to the event So I'm only printing 100 of these And those 100 people are going to receive One of these special edition copies And then after that When I do eventually release the book To the general public It'll just be as an ebook. So this is the only time it's going to be printed But there's a section about wands in the book And if you are sort of confused about how a wand could work, I want to explain uh, some basic things to you. You already have a wand. I'm assuming most of us have one already and it's called a finger. So if you are in a crowded room and you suddenly whip out your finger and point it, what do you think is going to happen? bunch of people's heads are going to snap in the direction of your finger now you can explain that however you want to from a scientific point of view from a behavioral point of view a psychological point of view uh, a zoological point i mean you explain that however you want to but all that matters is the effect that all you have to do is point and boom you get an instant reaction If you point at a person, suddenly that person's like, what is happening? It changes their whole – if you just walk up to somebody, and I've done this before, you just walk up to them and just stop and just have an expressionless face and just point right at them, you can see this wave of electricity run all throughout that person's nervous system. And they just "Eh," screech to a halt and they get this look on their faces like, what is happening? You, have, you can create that kind of a reaction just by pointing your finger. If you want people to look up, you can just stop and point your finger up and everybody's going to look up like Superman's flying over. This even works on dogs. You know, uh, you go up to a dog and you hey, just point your finger at that dog. That dog's going to react. And uh, instantly. Y- you can't be certain of how it's going to react. Some dogs will just like stoop down all of a sudden like they're being scolded some dogs might get aggressive um some dogs might just run away uh some dogs will just stop and get into their best posture and get on their base, best behavior but just that they know what that means when you point like they feel something is happening so you explain that however you want but that is the the, the bare bones basis of the wand effect and here is essentially what's happening okay the space all around you is a fabric space time they call it right now it is a fabric that's sitting there of potential energy so you have potential energy distributed all around you but the moment you put your finger or some pointed object out there like your finger suddenly that potential energy switches to a specific spot where it becomes a kinetic energy that's, that's flowing so it's very much like envisioning a huge lake a very calm peaceful lake that's sitting behind a dam and that water in that lake is potential energy now you walk up and you just punch a little hole in that dam and the water that comes shooting out will shoot out of that little spot that you have defined with such incredible speed and pressure you can power a city off of that okay you can use the water squirting out of that to turn a a a generator obviously you know water wheel, whatever you want to turn and actually create an effect that gets work done that makes something true and physical and mechanical occur so imagine that the environment around you is like that lake uh, potential power sitting there and your wand is just Uh, a tiny finite point that that power is now being channeled down into and through. So different types of wands can more or less effectively channel the energy. And then of course you start to get into the art of wand making where you come up with different types of wands that will actually connect with your specific intention because it's one thing just to toss some raw power out there like pointing your finger and seeing what's going to happen it's another thing to point it with purpose where you have an agenda where you want it to be more specific you want it to be more nuanced it almost becomes like a paintbrush at that point where you're not just squirting out paint you're painting with it and it begins with having a picture in your mind of what you want to paint through this brush, this wand. And this is how you sort of start thinking about the process of how to use a wand to manifest things and to manifest things effectively. Now, one of the most interesting things about uh, a wand is if you take a well-made wand, and I've made many of them, And uh, I only provide wands that are well made If you take a well made wand And you hold it in your dominant hand That is to say if you're right handed You'd hold it in your right hand or vice versa And then you take that wand And you point it at yourself You point it right toward that little spot Between your eyes Right there on your forehead That area that is known as the third eye then you will feel a sensation. It's a little different for everybody. It's a little different on a wand-per-wand basis, but it might feel like some pressure or a tingling sensation. You'll definitely feel something there, and you probably shouldn't do it too long because it could give you a headache. And the reason that this happens, it is believed, is because what you're doing is creating a feedback loop of a kind. You're taking... Your own energy, and you're projecting it back at yourself, and this creates a very powerful cycle, and uh, which can just accelerate in speed and power, and that's why it can become overwhelming. But this is a test to point a wand at your forehead. So if you're like me, and you are a uh, a wand connoisseur, you have many different types of wands that you use for different purposes then uh, go through each of your wands and do this test and you'll see that each wand will feel a little bit different and if you need to pick a wand to do a particular task you can use this to see well which which feels right for me for this task it's a subjective thing at that point Um, but The art of wand making is not just about making a pointy object. And yes, anything, again, can be a wand. Your finger can be a wand, a pencil, a pen, a drinking straw. I mean, you can use any linear object as a type of wand. But that's almost like saying, you know, you can take a coffee can and hook a string to it and pluck it and call it a guitar, right? I mean, it's like, no, a well-made guitar is a whole different thing than something that's causing a resonance that is the, the same principle. Um, so a well-made wand is a, is a fine-tuned thing. And, and there are different considerations in, as, as, to, as to how you make them and, and what you incorporate into them related to what you want to achieve. So that's why you have people who are like well this is going to be a money wand or this is going to be a relationship wand or you know the, you can go down the list of different things um there are wands for communicating with the dead and what you might want to do if you're going to get a wand for one purpose or another is find out the symbology behind the wand and what components were put into it in order to help it connect to the part of your psyche that will produce the right kind of energy at the moment you project through the wand so without getting too much deeper into this i will tell you that there are some certain like technical elements of how a a really you know good wand has to be uh has to be created or developed or, or assembled, at least in my opinion. Um, so, for example, uh, I'm a big fan of a lot of organ theory, which is very misunderstood. There are a lot of people running around out there talking about organ and organite and all that, and they have no idea what they're talking about, in my opinion. And we'll get into that on another occasion. Orgon is very similar to what we were talking about or what I was talking about yesterday with. Um, or I guess it was maybe the day before, talking about chi, you know, some kind of a bioenergy that you have in common with the universe and the atmosphere around you. All living things. But there is a a technical side to this. And, uh, in fact, Oregon theory, it sort of parallels radionics in a lot of ways. I don't want to say that they are directly related, but if I were to try to describe a relationship, I would say radionics, I think, is more of a of a quantum phenomenon and that organ is more of a Newtonian phenomenon. It's a lot more direct in that regard, however you um, envision that. But organ is also about being able to produce a flow of this energy by matching up things, particular things that are different from each other, so it provides a flow of energy between those two different things. It's very much like how a battery works. You know, the reason a battery works is you take two things that are different, and you put them in an arrangement, whether you're using some type of uh, an electrolyte or an acid or whatever, you put them in an arrangement so that electrons can flow from one to the other Uh, if you take two things that are the same well you get nothing you need you need differential there in order for there to be a flow and so these same kinds of factors apply to organ Uh, organ generators and things like that are devices that will incorporate uh, different kinds of materials that will enhance the flow of organ and uh, most of that is based upon using things that are either organic or inorganic and matching those in certain ways. So there are things that you can do um, technically in order to turn a wand into sort of a battery by matching up different types of materials so that you get like an extra boost there that there's literally a measurable charge there that can be created sometimes it's electrical and or orgon sometimes it's just orgon um, so there are all these little nuanced things that you can do with wands. And I look forward to um, talking about this more, perhaps, when my book finally comes out. In the meantime, if this is of great interest to you, um, I have a, a little, its i really, it's a pamphlet that you can uh, read if you go to joshuapwarren.com and you click the link to my curiosity shop. Uh, you can download a little group of uh, ebooks that I've written, PDFs, and uh, it's relatively cheap. I think it's only like $9.95 for five great books, very, very popular books. But one of the bonuses I, I toss in is this little wand-making pamphlet that gives you some information on that as well. So anyway, <clears throat> you know, whenever somebody like Santero Longley creates a batch of wands, his wands are each 100% unique, hand-carved pieces of art. In addition to being functional wands, and so again, all of his are gone for now. Um, maybe in the future he'll he'll make some new ones. But I am going to be talking to him shortly, and I'm going to be uh, asking him how he wants to handle his his new ebook as well, and I'll keep you updated on that. Well, my friends, I believe that's going to do it for today. Um, You know, this website, uh, Uh, joshuapwarren.com, has got all kinds of interesting and amazing content, and uh, there's a link there to this podcast. This podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always free. It's always short. And um, I hope if you go there to the website, you'll click around again, visit the curiosity shop, learn about all the things that I have to offer there. Things come and go very quickly, they don't last very long because I'm not Walmart here. You know, I get special projects and special products, and I put them up there and I list them, and then, you know, I move on. So go to joshuapwarren.com. And uh, if you enjoy this podcast, please tell your friends about it. Click the link there at the top right-hand corner that says podcast or the one that shows me there talking like a crazy man. And you'll see that you can subscribe to this uh, via various methods, or you can just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. And I will tweet when a new one is posted. So hope you've had a great weekend. Uh, I have a lot of exciting things coming up over the next few days that I look forward to telling you about. Hopefully I can, if it's, I might be sworn to secrecy, but I'm doing a TV project it's very exciting and uh you know i do this podcast because you listen to it that's the bottom line so thank you for listening thank you for your support thank you for your interest thank you for staying curious and i will talk to you again soon